Mom, where are my cleats? Dad, are you going to be able to come to my play? <sighs> he forgot his lunch today? I have a science project due tomorrow. Hey, Mom, can I have some friends what over? What time does the game start? Can we please? Am I driving or are you driving? She has a performance The laundry that is out Why of can't control. I where from? is his jersey? Welcome to the Victory Couch Podcast with Rick and Julie Randall. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Victory Couch. My name is Julie Rando. And I'm Rick Rando. And we've made it to the Victory Couch. Yes, the couch, the couch, the couch. How are you doing today, Julie? Okay, well, this is one of the first times I've sat down in a while, so I am feeling victorious in that way. Yeah. It's been a full week. We are rounding things out, and uh, yeah, I think we have a bunch to talk about tonight. Yeah, so if you don't know, or if you're new to the podcast, or the pod, the kids say the pod, uh, Julie brings two questions to me that I've never heard. I bring two questions to her to stimulate conversation between the two of us, and, uh, you know, maybe add some uh, levity, some insight. You know, that's what we do here on the couch, and um, Julie, I'm going to let you go first today. So, what's your first question for me? I am ready. I am super ready. Okay. We do like to talk about friendships here at the Victory Couch. Mm -hmm. And this one I've been thinking about a little bit lately. Because in our m more seasoned age. I like that. I like how you said seasoned. Seasoned. You so didn't yeah. say we're getting old. older. No, we're more seasoned. More seasoned. In our more seasoned age, I was reflecting the other day because I, um, you know, I'm, I'm around lots of different people. And I was thinking about friendship and the ones we've had and also some that we have had that aren't really in our lives. So my question today to you is, how do you handle outgrowing a friendship? True. That's tough. I feel like it's going to pour into someone. Like something, it was just like on my heart that somebody needed to hear us talk about what do you do when it's time to move on from a friendship? Hmm. So I guess, how do, you, how do you handle that? How do you handle outgrowing a friendship? Well, first of all, that's tough because you have history. Yeah with someone um, or a group of friends or, or that kind of thing. And I kind of look at it, I don't know, I think p certain people are in your life for a reason. I also think that there are certain seasons, you talk about being seasoned, but mm -hmm. there are certain seasons for certain friends, for certain people. Um, but I also believe that if you are constantly leveling up, and I, I'll use that term because it's a martial art term or it's a a term just in, in the business world of always leveling up, what's the next level, what's the next thing for you? I think that some people can only take you so far. Sometimes in life, in order to go to the next level, you need somebody that is going to challenge you and support you. And if you've surrounded yourself with the right people, um, that's, that's really easy. But when you're sitting at the table and you realize that, man, you're the one that's really motivated. You're the one that's always looking at becoming better physically in your health or, you know, the conversation always goes back to, you know, I think of high school, you know, burps and, you know, flatulence, you know, you're sitting there like, okay, is there something more for me? And I, I tend to think that maybe, maybe I've outgrown this table and I'm ready to go <laughs> right. to, the, to the next table. And it doesn't mean that you're better than anybody mm -hmm. else. It just means that the people at their t that table are only going to take you so far. Now, it's easy for me to say because we're sitting here on the sanctity of our couch, but I will tell you that 
when you outgrow a friendship, it's hard because it's almost like, is that the best thing for me? Like there's history there, there's memories there, and I don't want to let go of that. So I think the number one thing is that you have to know who you are. I think that really that comes down to a lot as far as character. You have to know who you are. And then second, you have to be okay with someone that's not pouring into you. You know, fire starters, energy suckers, right? You've heard me talk about this before. If you're surrounded by somebody that doesn't clap when you do something great, maybe not the best person to be at your table. When you have someone that when you talk about your goals, they always kind of look at you in a doubtful way. Maybe that's not somebody that should be sitting at your table. Maybe when you say, hey, is it okay if I pray? And they conveniently have to go to the bathroom. Eh, Maybe that's not somebody that you want at your table. I don't know who's at your table, but when you know you've outgrown that person, you'll know. And it's time to move on and that's okay. Yeah. What about you? What did I what did I miss there? Well, I just thought of a sentence that I think kind of sums this up, honestly. I think either friendships evolve or friendships dissolve. Ooh. I just thought of that. That's really good. Thanks. Hashtag Rando Speaks. I mean, it's it's true. It's just something that either you grow with your friends. And they evolve and they could evolve into something where maybe your conversation is not as deep as it once was. Maybe you were like in high school, for example, this is not my story, but let's say that you're the type where you had one inseparable person and you told each other every single little thing. And, you know, 10 years later, you just kind of like... you scratch the surface. You're still you're still friends. You still get along, but your friendship evolved. They're not in the deep, as you say before, like they're not in the close layers. I think sometimes friendships can evolve to play a different type of friendship, or it can completely dissolve. Where you're going, yeah, that that friendship, it it's it was like you said, it was meant for that season. It's not meant for now. And I just want to echo what you said about how I think you said something like. If you're chatting with friendships, uh, a a friend and they're not applauding and that doesn't mean like you need someone to be like, oh, good for you, Rick. Like, oh, how amazing. But what you do want is to make sure someone always is there to to support you to never be, you know, uh, I think we've been in situations before where it's like, hold on, is that person like, are they envious? Are they uncomfortable when I talk about things or you know, you want someone who celebrates your victories more than you do. Like your best friend, he's, you've talked about him before, but he's very quick to be like, hey, oh my gosh, Rick, I'm so, I was so glad to hear that fill in the blank, whatever happened. That's awesome. Tell me more about that. Where a friend who, let's say you're close to, you're sitting at a table and there's a handful of your friendships and no one asks you one question, even though they know that great things are happening, right? Yeah, isn't that something? Yeah, I think it's just true. Your friendships either evolve into something slightly different or sometimes you do have to dissolve what the friendship was and realize that, you know, God has a different friend for you in store down the road. So I don't know. I was just thinking about that. I really felt beyond us because you and I are... Um, I don't think we we personally need that conversation, but something made me think like s- one of our listeners needs to hear that really just 
focus on your friendships. And if you need to move on from a friend, like go ahead and move on. And you, that does not mean you need to be, you know, mean spirited or unkind or unsupportive, but maybe you need to dial back your time with someone. So, and here's the other thing too, that somebody may be moving on from you. Yeah, totally. And you know, I just, I've had this friend a long time ago and I know that, uh, we were super tight and I know that they would stop, you know, telling jokes around me because they knew that they were a little offensive. They're like, well, you know, this had some bad language in it. So, you know, and so that was sort of towards the end where I knew that, okay, they're going in a different direction and they're, you know, leveling up their, you know, comedy or leveling up their connections with other people. And that's okay. You know, I had to be okay with, all right, well, I'm, pretty plain Jane here you know I'm you know not necessarily the one that watches you know the movies that you know are are not appropriate or, or whatever and 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 you know that's kind of hard to hear it's like oh man no I want to be cool you know I want to be you know what your definition is of cool but I also I kind of know who I am and you know it's okay to you know stop and and, and pray and I'm going to do that and I don't mean to be offensive if you don't but that's just who I am that's what I'm going to do and I think it's like, well, yeah, he's he's moved on. He's not the same person, uh, you know, he was five years ago, three years ago. And you know what? The answer to that is good. Because if you are the same person that you were a year ago or five years ago or 10 years ago, you haven't grown. Right. Oh, you absolutely. Didn't, you didn't get any better. And, and, you know, what a waste of two or three or one or five or 10 years. You know, you, you, you always want to be getting better at life, I think. Um so, yeah, I think that uh, if somebody has outgrown you, you know, you also can't hold on to that, you know, and you can't internalize it. And say, Man, what did I do? You know, mm-hmm. this person's not calling me. They don't want to hang out with me anymore. It's like, well, maybe they've upgraded something and, and you're not in their plan. But if you know who you are, that shouldn't matter. Right. Be very selective of who you let sit at your table. And if you ever, ever come across somebody sitting by themselves, that is very powerful. Because that person knows exactly who they are. They're not necessarily lost. They're just comfortable sitting by mm-hmm. themselves until they find the right seatmate. And that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, babe. That was a good question, actually. Really good. So I, I have a question that maybe could help help our listeners because we do lead such crazy lives. Um, we are very busy <laughs> doing a, a, a multitude uh, of things. Um So can you maybe explain Hmm. one or two or three things that you do personally to de-stress, to de-stress? So you've had a stressful week. I know you've talked before. I'm going to give you one bubble bath. Yeah, that was the first that popped in my head. Okay, right. Uh So I'm going to, because you've already talked about that. So I'm going to, I'm going to take that away from you. Okay. But maybe Mm. some other things that you do personally to calm, to de-stress, to relax, to get your mind re-centered on uh, being the best version of you. All right. Well, if you've taken bubble baths away from me, that was a very powerful move there, Richard. I'm sorry. Um, Take a walk is the other thing that pops in my head. Sometimes even during the work day, if I know I've been in the same building, looking at the same four walls, dealing with the same crazy situations, sometimes it's as simple as I need to, I have a colleague on the same campus as I'm at and she deals with a lot of stuff too in in a different unit 
and uh, sometimes you can't get away. But there'll be days where I'm like, I can tell it's a need to take a lap day. Like, can you get out? And um, that's powerful, I think, just to get up and change your scenery and, you know, get your body moving. So take a walk would be one. Um, Gilmore Girls pops in my head. And I know, listeners, I'm sorry if you're not a fan, but there are certain shows that are just comfort shows that allow me to you know, shut my head off and relax. And probably because I've seen every single episode, I don't know, six, seven, 12 times. I don't know. It's, it's calming for me. So whatever it is for you, if you don't have a comfort show, find your comfort show. Comfort show. I like that. Yeah. Hashtag comfort show. Yeah, I think it's for me. I love friends too. Great, great, great show. But, um, it's not like where I can completely shut my head off because I'm trying to remember the timing or the quotes or it takes me back to different memories. Gilmore is just calming and soothing. Um, take a walk, watch a comfort show, and I can't put bubble bass. Sometimes it's a glass of wine. Does that, does that count today yeah, for yeah. relaxation? If I've had a really hard day, a really long week, chances are I might have a glass of red wine. So, yeah, for what it's worth, no bubble bath. There you go. Those Sorry. are the three you get. Yeah, and you do the bubble bath almost daily. So yeah, that, that calms you before bed. So that's, yeah. that's a good thing to help yeah. you relax it and kind of like melts rest. away all the yeah. day. And then I get to, it's like a restart button. I like that. Yeah. How about you? What are your, uh, calming things? And let's see if I'm going to take one off the table for you. You can't talk about running. Okay. Yeah. I won't talk about There's running. Yours. Okay. I won't talk about running. Go ahead. Um, I think if I am super stressed out and you know this about me, I know this sounds weird, but I will put together a puzzle. Oh yeah. So I am a, I'm a puzzle fiend. I love, love, love puzzles, and I'm talking like five hundred, a thousand piece puzzles. The Thomas Kincaid puzzles are super hard. They are hard. They yeah. are hard. So for me, that would be my least favorite, favorite puzzles because mm-hmm. I know Christmas is coming up, and you know, yeah, I, you know, I won't buy any of those. In yeah. fact, yeah, we I, have a bunch of those, mm-hmm. and uh, we put a couple of those together. They're they're very difficult, but. Um, I'm, I, I like puzzles. So I would say number one for me is puzzles. I know. You like I know. to kick back with a good I like, puzzle. I, I like know. to kick back with a good puzzle. Yeah. So that's that's the first thing. <laughs> Second thing, I like to work um, in my shop. So yeah. I love woodworking. Yes. So for me, I think like just building something. And, you know, sometimes I'll go out there and I don't have an idea of what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I just go out and I'm just, this sounds really odd. I'm just out there. I got a lot of wood out there and I just like, hmm, let's see, what can I, hmm, what kind of creative things am I going to do out here today? And, I, and I'm really good with wood. You know, I can, you know, drywall and tile and electric, all that stuff. But I really like wood. I can build pretty much anything out of wood. I, I humbly say, I humbly say that, except like a, like a porcelain toilet or something. But for the most part, if you can build it out of wood, I can, I can pretty much build it out of wood. And I just enjoy that. It's the smells. It's being creative. It's knowing that you can't just do something in 10 minutes. Like, it's a process. It's kind of like a human puzzle. Like, I think I like that. Both of the things you mentioned are very timely. What if you only yeah. had a couple minutes to de-stress? De-stress? What would you do? Music. Oh, that's good. Music. Yeah. Okay. Number one. If you, if you only have a couple minutes of music. And I'll tell you, I have multiple playlists in my phone. And um, I have one that's just instrumental. So if mm. I'm going to write... Or if I'm going to think, or if I'm, 
And if it's early in the morning and I have to go somewhere, I'll put that on just to kind of ease in and just let my mind sort of go. Um, also, I listen to that. Sometimes if I'm in the shower, I'll turn that thing on and just, you know, just let the thoughts just kind of go. Um, if I'm in a like a really sort of bad mood, it might be like a heavy song or mm-hmm. something. But you know what's funny is it doesn't matter what kind of day I'm having. If you play Celebration by Cool and the Gang, that will instantly change your mood. Mood lifter. I listen, listeners, try it. I'm serious. I am dead serious. Go on to whatever platform you I have it downloaded to my phone. If you're having a bad day, if things are a little rough, you just just stop, count to thirty, with complete silence, play that, and that starts doom, 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 and it's it just changes. It changes you. Do you want a fun fact about me regarding fun, that song? Fun fact, bring it. Fun fact when I was in eighth grade. My palms, if you don't know what palms is, Google it, I guess. Um, Palms for middle school, we had a routine to celebrate. It was actually what we marched to. We kind of did like a kind of little march type thing in the parade and stuff. And it was always to that. So if you go to a wedding, they always play that song. If you go to like a graduation party, they always play that song. If, if, If sometimes... If you go to her funeral and it's a little quirky, they'll play that song. But I'm thinking that Juliana, yeah. you hear that song, it'll change you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'll, yeah I'm, I'm leaving that in. Yeah. There's a party. Yeah. No, I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> yes. All right. Yeah. I think music. Music is good. So I like that. Those are good things, hon. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm going to double up. I'm doubling Uh-oh. up my question oh, gosh. because you're taking the liberty again, aren't you? It's our podcast. Right, we can do ahead. what we want. Yes, so I'm going to I'm going to ask a second question. All right, mm-hmm. and you you might like this question, okay? Because it sort of piggybacks on something that that you said. If you only have a couple seconds and that kind of thing, yeah. and I'm going to go to something that we all carry around with us, which is our cell phone. Okay, mm-hmm. and we we talk about limiting phone access or, or you know limiting how much time we're on our phone. Yeah, but I have two questions for you that I'm going to roll into one. Okay. Okay. Question one: Give me the most the the two most productive apps on your phone. Okay, so the two most productive apps. Okay. Okay. Can I look at my phone? Can I reach you can, and grab that? You okay. can. You can look at your phone. And my second question is the two most used apps on your phone. Oh, I bet there's a way. Like I, I'm well, not tech savvy enough. You don't. To you don't have. To, you don't have to. Like, like okay. you don't have to be like. You know, I spend thirty-seven point eight right, right, minutes right. on. You okay. know what I mean? Just in most your opinion, productive. Two most productive apps. Can I start with that? Because I'll forget part two. Yes. Okay. okay. Two most productive. So meaning I'm achieving something. Probably Gmail. I use my Gmail app all the time. Um, I'm going to say that's pretty darn productive. And I don't have a ton of apps, hon. Um, productive. Well, I mean, because we operate businesses, I do a fair amount of social media posts for business-related things. Those do not bring me joy a whole lot. Um, I'd say a fair amount of things are productive on Instagram and Facebook. But as far as like when I'm like, Oh, that feels accomplished. I would say Gmail. And I might say Apple podcast app because I do feel very productive when I've taken in some type of 
something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Whether it would be, gosh, I mean, I could pull up my podcast app and tell you all the gazillion ones I, I listen to. There's certain um, shows that come out on certain days of the week for you guys. Maybe it's Thursday. Oh yeah. Thursday um, mornings. It might be. I have, I mean, I have a podcast I listen to on Mondays and Thursdays. I have a really fun, lighthearted one I listen to on Fridays. Um, sometimes on the weekends I listen to Super Soul, which is an Oprah Winfrey podcast. Um, yeah, there's a bunch. I mean, if I'm feeling lighthearted, I might listen to like Dadville or the Holderness family or, um, I love Daigle Bites. That's a good one. My girl, Annie F. Downs is who I listen to on Monday, Thursday. Yeah. I, I take it all in the happy hour with Jamie Ivy. I mean, I would say podcast really sink into my soul. There's a new one I started, which is, um, Imagine Faith Talk. That's a brand new one. Um, yeah. Trials to Triumph. That's another one I like. Yeah. I think the podcast app would be one because, yeah, I'm feeding something. I'm learning something or I'm challenging my brain a little bit. And sometimes I guess that ties like back a little bit to the relaxation. There are a couple podcasts where if I just need something to relax my brain, just to mellow a little, I know which ones to go to. So, I would say that. I'd say the Gmail. I'm super productive on the Gmail app. There's always someone that needs a response or that I, oh gosh, I forgot to email whoever it is, you know, sometimes it's a school teacher or, you know, whatever. Um, So yeah, Gmail and podcast app because that's way more fun feeling than saying Facebook and Instagram to schedule post for business related topics. So that's what I'm going with. What was part two? So the, what are the two most used apps? Oh, gosh. So um, you kind of gave like... Yeah, yeah, I guess I gave it away a little bit. You know, I'll tell you what. I, which one I use a ton would be the camera app. Yeah. I, I am a little trigger happy on taking pictures of, uh, well, life on the day-to-day. And what else do I use? Oh, I you know what? I listen to the Amazon Music app all the time. Love it. Um, cool. Even this morning, you know, I was getting ready and... It's like, you know, from your phone, you can be like, Alexa, play. And I did because I wanted to hear a song from Kelsey Ballerini that was stuck in my head. And yeah, Amazon Music app. So, all right. I have to ask you to answer the same ones then. Okay. So um, the two most productive apps Mm -hmm. that I use are uh, my fitness and health app. So that's closing your rings. If you have an Apple phone, Mm -hmm. you know about those checking your heart rate, checking your activities for the day, how you're moving and, and, you know, your cardio. It's pretty amazing how that little watch on your wrist, and I am not a watch person, but for the last year I have been since my wife got me the, the Apple watch, um, it, it, it tracks everything. Um, it's, it's crazy. Your blood pressure, it tracks so many calories you're cons- I mean, it's just, it's insane. And the new ones, if you fall, it'll, yeah. it'll say, Hey, you fall in <gasps> and they'll, it'll call like nine one one for you. That's crazy. So that's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, but I'd say the fitness and health app is probably the most productive one just okay. because it has to do with my health. Right. And the second one has got to be YouTube. So mm. I am a, but it, it's not in the way that you would think. Okay, so I've talked about this before. You literally can learn anything from YouTube. Uh, if you go in, in my search history, it's amazing stuff that I'm like, um, you know, how do you uh, start a, a fire with just one single match? You can, you can say, how do you put up a tent if you don't have tent pegs? How do you know what the amber light is on your HVAC system? Like, it's, it's insanity. But if I go for a run, which, you know, 
um, you had talked about earlier. I listen to this channel. It's called Motiversity, and they've got some great, great stuff. Um, a lot of different types of lengths of, I guess they're, they're tracks, videos. I mean, I don't watch the video while I'm running. So I put it in my pocket. I just put it on, put the phone in my pocket because it's synced to my, my earbuds. And I just run, and all I hear is motivation, you know, for 30 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour. Uh, I know the last marathon I ran, I had that sucker on repeat. And it's just some of the most powerful speakers in the world just literally speaking life into me while I'm working out or running and that kind of thing. Motiversity is good. Anything from Eric Thomas is good. You can find all that for free on YouTube, for free. So the two most used apps in my phone, uh, you alluded to it, uh, podcasts. I am a podcastaholic. I uh, love podcasts. I think I've talked about this before. There's a bunch that I personally love. And uh, some are brain candy and some are fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, I listen to The Ramsey Show, uh, Eric Thomas, The Secret to Success podcast. Uh, I listen to How to Talk to Kids About Anything with Robin Silverman. Uh, the Diz Unplugged, I'm a big, big Disney fan. <laughs> so Creating Disney Magic with Lee Cockrell, Entree Leadership. Um, and then, of course, Ears of Steel, the podcast. I think I've talked about that before. Uh, the Andy Stanley Leadership Podcast, The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. That's an older one that I listen to, but I still get good nuggets out of that. WDW Today uh, with Logan Seculo. And then a friend of mine, his name is Pastor Mark Heron. He has a podcast um, in from Cairo, Michigan. And it's Cairo First Baptist Church. And he's out there. And if I need a big pick-me-up, I'll listen to one of his sermons. So, uh, yeah, shout out to Mark. Yeah, man. Yes. So good stuff. So the other app that I use, I use my my camera app. I use the photo app to take screenshots of people when they reach out to me. So if I need to do something for someone because they sent me a text, I'll screenshot it. Or if it's an email I'll, that I need to respond to or that I have already responded to uh, that needs to go in my calendar, I'll screenshot it. Or if somebody calls me and I know I need to call them back, but they didn't leave a message, I'll open up their contact information, screenshot it. And also then I open up the edit tool, write my notes right on the screen and then save it. So then every day when I go into work, I can literally just go through my photos and then I'll have anywhere between, you know, 10 to 20 photos of things I need to do. And also for me, that makes that task tangible. Right. Yeah, it's kind of like post-its, but yeah. in a digital way. Yeah, digital post-its. Yeah. That's a perfect way to describe it. Yeah. So I use my, I use that all the time. I use my my camera reel like that all the time. Or if I need, if I need something like I'm getting low on deodorant, I'll literally take a picture of the deodorant, <laughs> right? And that way, when I'm going through the next day or two, it's like, oh yeah, deodorant. I gotta stop and get there, or or what it is, or if you know, if I need a certain tool or something, um, going to Lowe's instead of taken in the tool or the screw or whatever, I'll just take a picture of it. I mean, it just makes sense. So, uh, you know, the notes, um, you know, app on your phone is pretty powerful too. So yeah. So yeah. So productivity, I think people may want to know like how do we stay organized? And I know for me personally, motivated and organized and also relaxed. (laughs) That's how we do it. We use our phones, but maybe not, uh, not like uh, you think we would to be surfing Instagram or something all the time. So try to avoid it as much as possible. All right. I switched a little bit ago before we started recording with my second question. So this one's 
going to be the last one I was planning was more serious. I've yes. decided to go fun. Let's do fun because okay. we have been doing a lot of serious here. So this one's pretty simple and we kind of enjoy talking about our kids. So um, this one is specific to dads with daughters. Okay. And this one is about being what they say, a girl dad. What do you like most about being a girl dad? And what that means, obviously, is you happen to have a daughter. What do you like most about it? That's I a mean, good question. When we like first started having it? kids, you probably, I mean, we got so used to having a boy. And then we obviously have this little gem of a daughter. And it just, yeah, I just thought, hey, that was on my brain. What do you, um, you most enjoy about being a girl dad Richard I think date nights yeah date nights are my favorite but she doesn't like when you call them that of course right? no we can't call them date nights no. we have to call them we're just gonna go to dinner yes we're not on a date dad yes. we're not on a date she's very clear about she that. makes that very clear yes. that we're not we're not on a date yes but um I think I like that the most because I think and I don't know this for a fact but I mm. think that when she gets older she'll remember how she was supposed to be treated. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really powerful thing for, for a dad to instill into uh, their daughter is how it's supposed to go. So somebody's supposed to open the door. They're supposed to make sure that your seatbelt is buckled before you pull out. They're supposed to ask, hey, where would you like to go to dinner? They're supposed to go and open the door for you when you walk in. They're supposed to go and have you seat, sit down first. They're supposed to make sure that you order first and that you have good, pleasant conversation, that you ask good, insightful questions. And that, of course, you have to you have to do dessert. Of course, on date night, <laughs> we have to. Well, I'm sorry. On dinner with my daughter, not date night, not date night, um, we have to have dessert. But then also, I think, uh, and I, of course, I always pay. I don't make our, <laughs> my, my child pay for the dinner. Uh, although one day she will buy dinner. It'll 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 make me cry so but anyway we're not going to talk about that um and then i think that that is the most fun because you know i can't take my son out on a date you know we're just hanging out and then we're having meat okay that's that's it's meat sun night is what we're going to do we're going to have meat uh but i think that's the my my favorite part um i'm not a big fan of you know doing frilly things with the hair Okay, because somehow I always end up pulling it and there's tangles and I don't do it right. So, you know, that's something I, I need to practice and, and work on so I can get better. Um, but, you know, you know, having hair chalk in doesn't bother me. I've let her paint my um, toenails and my fingernails at, at one point. That doesn't bother me. Tea parties, dress up, you know, just playing along with, you know, Barbies. I don't I don't mind that. I think that's kind of, you know, fun because you can't do that with your son. Um, but singing songs and holding hands when she lets me anymore, that's slowly Very being faded out, yeah. uh, is kind of cool. And I think I like our inside jokes too, because we have <laughs> a couple of those where I can wink and she can wink back at me. But, uh, yeah, date nights are my, uh, my fave. So yeah. what about you? So obviously we have a son, so, you know, mom, dad, daughter, son. So what's your favorite part about being a uh a mom uh with with a son okay so we're doing opposite genders sure um well i'd probably say a reason to play sports because i mean well if you okay you might have a daughter who loves sports you also might have a son who enjoys some of the things rick mentioned and all that's fine and good but for our son and our daughter 
I'd say they pretty much stick to like stereotypical gender lines for what they enjoy. Our son loves sports. And if he wasn't my son, I wouldn't be like, hey, let's go out and kick some soccer balls. Or do you want me to pitch to you tonight? I mean, I every week of my life for the last 12 and a half years. Oh, well, okay. He obviously didn't throw a baseball when he was a baby. Okay, let's say like 11 years. <laughs> I have played some sport every single week. If you just stop and think about it. So I think one of my favorite and most exhausting and probably one of my favorite parts of having a, a son who, who loves sports is kind of an excuse to do that as an adult on the regular basis. That's probably one of my favorites. And let's see if I can think about another one. Um... I don't know, that's, that's really the main, because he's such a sports kid, my gosh. I'd say that, that's a big one. And sometimes he lets me do silly things with him, which is kind of fun. Like he had spirit week the other week and let me paint his, his fingernails like different school colors. So he still has like a playful spirit. And um, he hasn't quite outgrown that yeah, yet. Yeah, he's just kind of like, yeah, whatever. But he he's continuing to learn who he is yeah and the fact that he's kind of like yeah like whatever this is what i want to do like that's that's awesome but um yeah i think i'm just going to keep it simple because that is so him and because we have a a son who loves sports i would say yeah that would be it it'd probably be sports time with him cool yeah cool that's the best i like that these are good questions yeah we're um we're down to the crumbs of the week richard yeah what's your couch crumb my couch crumb for this week. Uh, it's not been one where I've had a ton, but our daughter was sick earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. And um, because not because of that, but I guess part of that has put me behind on a couple of things I need to get done. I've done a lot of photography sessions lately and I'm behind on edits. So I have some catch up work to do and it stunk that Dylan was sick. So. Those are my crumbs of the week. What do you have for couch crumb of the week? Well, I got two big ones. and uh, Yeah, I know where you're going. So I have not one. I had. Uh, let's do. Let, let me, I'm, I'm going to say this. I had not one, but two friends go to the hospital this week for emergencies. Yeah. Two emergency rooms in two different states and two different areas. And that was not fun. Yeah. Two very close friends went down this week, and I was really bummed out. It was a rough week emotionally, um, and just for my own mental health, because you know I'm just worried, you know. And look, they're slightly older than I am, both, um, but I care about them tremendously. I've known both of these individuals for almost 25 years, and uh, yeah, I mean, this one guy was in my wedding. This other lady was, she was at her wedding, at her wedding. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, you know, I've known these people forever and, uh, to, to watch, you know, people that are slightly older go down with, with things that could happen to anyone. It's a little, it's, it weighs on you a little bit, yeah. you know, and you know, I don't mean to put it back on me of like, oh, well, it's all about me. Cause it's certainly not, but you know, trying to take care of my people in two different States and be there for them when they're not around me. It's, it's, it was a challenge this week, but, uh, I will say that both are home. So, um, they're both healing and getting back to being able to function in a Mm -hmm. quote unquote normal way. So, uh, those are my couch crumbs. Yeah. Yeah, It was scary. 
It was scary for a couple days, actually. So, and you know, this goes to show you, if you could be walking around and you could be checking out at the grocery store and the person behind you could have a week just like mine where they have all this stuff going on, right? And they have, you know, a sick parent and a, and a, and a child that was just diagnosed with something or, you know, maybe a brother that just took their own life or just something tremendous, you know, maybe a leaky roof or a fire at grandma's house or, you know, their uncle was robbed in, in New York or something, you know, and they're, they're carrying this weight around and you just never know yep. what someone's story is. So it's just always the right thing to just be kind and to show grace. You know, be kind, be kind to people. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes, you know? So just, just be kind to show patience, show grace. Cause you just, just never know. I know a lot of people this week were very kind to me and they didn't need to be. So it was good. All right. What's your prop your feet up moment of the week, Julie? What do you got? I want to say well said real quick before I get into that. And also I watched you this week and I just want to say, I watched you take care of your people well. Thank you. You're welcome. It, uh, yeah. Yeah. I just want to say that. They were close yeah. in my rings. Yeah, and definitely. You go above and beyond for your, for your people. Yep. You got to do it. Yes, indeed. Because right. they would do the same thing oh, for me. Oh, in a heartbeat. And, and you don't do it for that. You do it because you are in community and a family bond with these guys. So yeah, definitely. You're welcome. Um, my prop is something that happened last night. We did a very, what I would call a more low key date night than typical. And it ended up with the weather was unseasonably nice in November, which is mind blowing. But we ended up eating like really, really basic food And sitting outside for like two hours, just talking. And I don't know when the last time we did that, where like no one else was around and you have the freedom to speak freely. And yeah, it was just, it was the best part of the week. It was good. It was nice. Yeah. And there was a fire there that we didn't have to we build, which was together. great. I know. And we and were just. the moon was gorgeous. Yeah, yeah we were just it was hanging. Really nice. We were hanging. It was just, it like, it truly felt like dates from, you know, eras before, pre-kid stuff. Yesteryear. Yesteryear, as they say. Yeah. Yeah. That's my problem. It was, it, you know, it was, it was a hard week. Um, obviously, I watched you deal with some of the stuff you are and. You know, our daughter being sick and, you know, other stuff happening. But um, that was a really cool way to, uh, to yeah, to round out the week, if you will. I'm sure you have something to share as well. I do. do I got? do. And last night was, was a great date night. It was very simplistic, very low key and low budget, by the way. That's right. So that was really cool. So you don't need all the fancy stuff to yeah. make an impact on your spouse or your significant other. Um yeah, so mine is pretty amazing. So when I started the martial arts many, many, many years ago, almost 35 years ago, so my instructor was a second-degree adult black belt. His instructor was a fifth-degree adult black belt. And, of course, I was a kid, eight, nine years old, just starting. And, 
you know, looking up to these, these humans. And it was just, you know, amazing, you know, because, you know, being from a, a, you know, a smaller town, these people were in charge and they were, you know, um, charged with developing you and pouring into you. And you fast forward 35 years and in the course of eight days, um, the master's council who basically, you know, promotes, um, you know, students and, and, and also advanced level black belts, we were able to promote a first degree black belt, a third degree adult black belt, which is earns the title of sensei, a fourth degree adult black belt, which was the senior sensei title, and also a sixth degree black belt. So all within eight days, two adults, or I'm sorry, three adults, one junior, two females, two males, um, to some of the highest ranks. And it just, it just blew my mind. And it was such a, a neat thing that of all this time that, that what I do at my martial arts studio, it's, 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 it's humbling. And, um, yeah, it's just great moments. And then also to have females in such a high position, um, is not something that you see in most martial arts studios. I mean, currently now you see more and more of that, which is, which is fantastic. But when I was a student, you know, you know, 30 plus years ago, there was no female masters. There's no female grandmasters. There were movie stars that were female, um, and kickboxers that were female, but no, very few like martial art studio owners. And that's changing. And I'm really proud of that. I'm really proud of the fact that you can look at the, the deed and the character, not necessarily the gender or, you know, where you come from or how much money you have and that kind of thing. And it's just, just a humbling moment. So my prop your feet up is that the studio just continues to grow and continues to build confident leaders. And, uh, it's pretty cool to be part of that, part of that mission. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Good stuff. Yeah. Thanks. You're welcome. Well, guys, I think that's it for the week. I think think that is everything. We got it all in. We got it in. We got it in. Well, we just want to say yet again, thank you all for taking the time to share your victories with us. We hope today made you think either about friendships that you, uh, you know, want to shift or, or, you know, see what's on the other side of the next one. Obviously celebrate those in your life. If you are a dad with a little girl or a mom with a son like me, try to look for the, the awesome moments there. Continue to, uh, just pour into others. And, um, we certainly just want to keep encouraging you. So for those of you who have enjoyed the podcast, thanks for stopping us in, in real life, as we like to say. Um, if you have told us online or through social media, thank you so much for reaching out. For those of you who want to connect, obviously take a look in our show notes. All of our links are there for Instagram, for Facebook, for our website. And again, friends, we would love a review. Please, at the end of this, just shoot over to wherever you choose to consume our podcast and give us a shout we would love it love it love it so until next time thank you and go off and enjoy your victories we'll talk to you later see you next time bye we are rick and julie rando and you've been listening to the victory couch podcast you can follow the victory couch on instagram facebook and the Count your lessons, your blessings, and your victories. We'll save a seat for you right here next time on The Victory Couch.